Well, welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Jeff Baumgartner, a senior editor at Light Reading. Hi, uh, thank you, Jeff. I'm Mitin Tashkin. Uh, I'm the CTO and CEO of Airtice. Uh, I'm one of the founders of the company. I've been with the company since the beginning. It's 19 years, close to 19 years now. All right. Uh, I know we've we've talked a few times over the last few years. Maybe we don't go 19 yes. years back, but you know, yeah. <laughs> a few years back anyway. But uh, appreciate you being here. I'm, we're, we're speaking today from uh, CES in Las Vegas, and we're at the uh, the air ties set up here at the Wynn Hotel. You know, I've been bouncing around town, so it's good to get a chance to catch up with you. Um, yeah. I thought before we kind of get into some. Uh, show-related stuff, maybe we'd have you get us up to speed on the current uh, focus of Airtize's uh, business, and also an update on some of the recent ownership structure changes mm-hmm. that took place last summer. Yeah. Uh, Airtize is a smart Wi-Fi uh, software vendor. Uh, we, uh, we make Wi-Fi optimization software, especially for home users, and we work with service providers. We give them a, a, a cloud software and an embedded uh, portion that goes into the Wi-Fi routers that the service providers are giving to their customers. So we, uh, we integrate this cloud and embedded software uh, architecture, which we call a hybrid architecture. Uh, real-time uh, actions are happening in the, in the home, in the uh, Wi-Fi routers and extenders, if they're also installing extenders. And we have the cloud optimization software, which continuously uh, monitors and op- uh, optimizes the Wi-Fi performance at home. So this is, um, we also provide some hardware products, only extenders. Those are the extenders to uh, With service uh, providers, the, not, you're not selling it To retail. service providers, and mm-hmm. service providers are providing that to their customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and only this piece of hardware we are providing as part of end-to-end uh, optimized Wi-Fi solution. So this is our business, and we are actually in the software as a service business uh, with that, and we, uh, we basically um, uh, work with service providers as the main customers we have. Uh, the investment or uh, acquisition, I should say, uh, happened uh, July uh, of last year, 2022. Uh, it's a private equity uh, firm called uh, Providence Equity Partners. It's a U.S.-based firm. Uh, Providence uh, is a specialized private equity investment firm. They are um, acquiring or investing into companies who are in telecom, multimedia, entertainment and education, software business, uh, I should say. It's specialized in terms of the uh, technology and the application. They all even own telecom operators. They, uh, they invest in uh, large or smaller telecom operators and they, uh, they grow them. So uh, they, are, they know the telecom business quite well. They invested in AirTize because we are providing technology to uh, the service providers, telecom operators worldwide. And they believed in Wi-Fi is a very important piece of uh, broadband service. And uh, the uh, technology that AirTize is uh, working on is a crucial part of, uh, for the telecom industry. So they see a big growth area here. And uh, with that investment and new ownership, we are actually planning to expand our market, expand our technology. So we are going to grow this company uh, even further with this uh, new investment in place. Uh, I was also uh, 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 tasked as CEO and CTO. Before the investment, I was the CTO of the company only. 
So now I also took over the responsibility of uh, as the CEO, and I still continue my uh, CTO role in the company. So you're gonna wear two hats now. Yes, two hats. Uh, actually, I don't wear any hats, but two virtual hats. <laughs> two virtual hats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can imagine with two hats on. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and if uh, you know, growth is the the focus here. So yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's been six or so months since the announcement. So uh, strategically, um, has any have you moved forward with any specific growth activities that you can you know talk about yet, or is it still kind of in the works or, you know, stuff we don't, we haven't seen the surface, you know, into the public view yet. Uh, some uh, still under works, but the major shift was uh, we have moved our headquarters to uh, Europe, uh, France. Uh, so the company, uh, the Airtise has lots of customers in Europe, also lots of customers in the US. So we actually came closer to uh, our market and uh, we have built a uh, strengthened our uh, executive team. We have had some uh, high-level executives in um, in the headquarters. So some changes, structural changes happened. There is a lot more coming as we are working on, uh, you know, setting ourselves up to really grow much bigger in our software business. This is the main focus of the company. Okay. And you work with a lot of different service providers. I mean, that's the, the focus. That's, the that's your customer, yes. right? Yeah. So cable operators, telcos, um, you know, some recent deals, Deutsche Telekom, Telstra, but uh, right now we're kind of heading into 2023. Uh, is there a segment that you see as kind of the main growth or engine, you know, for, for the company? Is it one particular type of service operator or is it, you know, just any and all mm -hmm. under the sun right now? I mean, uh, we have our natural growth, but if you look at what we are, investing more and uh, trying to gain uh, more share is the uh, is uh, we maybe you you may have seen our announcement about integrating our solution into RDK uh, mm -hmm. environment yeah. and we have contributed our uh, easy mesh controller software to uh, RDK so this was an area that we were not so big in the RDK uh, operators service providers who are using RDK now being pre-integrated, putting our applications in RDK as like ready to go, uh, already um, uh, integrated and uh, and fully integrated, uh, fully working condition. Uh, this will be our uh, next growth area. We were much stronger in the telco domain before. Uh, we have lots of big telco uh, customers. RDK was typically more for cable operators, so we are now entering strongly in the in the cable market too. So that's our uh, expanding market. Still, telco and other customers we are expanding, right. and we are also expanding regionally. Uh, we have been big in Europe and US, uh, and you have seen the uh, Telstra announcement in Australia, and uh, we have some new customers coming uh, up to speed in South uh, Southeast Asia, South America. So we are expanding regionally uh, and also in terms of technology and the ecosystems that we are already integrated with. So we are expanding those too. Uh, what we are seeing recently is uh, this is what we have been investing in, what we have been really putting our heads on is uh, standards-based uh, solution. That's the solution that every operator wants. And that's, the so that, that's also what we believe that's the right solution for the industry. The, if you remember 
years before, there was no solution for, uh, no standards for mesh. It was proprietary or, for yeah, the most It was part, all right? proprietary. Every By company came up with the device makers and everything did yeah. their own thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and we actually, uh, as Airtas, we have our own proprietary, proprietary solution too. But with the, uh, uh, three, four years ago, maybe with more, I, this pandemic made the time, time scale shrink for all right. of us. <laughs> so let's say three, yeah. four years that, uh, Wi-Fi Alliance came up with this easy mesh standard. In the beginning, it was very primitive and it wasn't really an operator-grade solution. What we did as Airtas is we spent our time to make operator-grade managed Wi-Fi solutions using easy mesh standard. And we actually succeeded on that. Telstra announcement was about that, that we, uh, we deployed with the newest version of easy mesh uh, standard. And Telstra was the first company, first operator in the world who deployed an easy mesh solution based on the earlier version of the standard. Our new announcement was we even expanded that to the newest and more advanced uh, uh, easy mesh based solution. And we have even more customers going with that. Deutsche Telekom is also an interesting case. Uh, they have also announced publicly that they are uh, they are using RDK software, and within that RDK software, it's easy mesh based uh, Wi-Fi management system that comes from Airtas. So uh, we are seeing that this um, RDK, another another one like RDK is Purple OS. That's also another open source uh, oh, Purple, uh, opera yeah. operating mm -hmm. system for home networks, let's say. And we are also working with that solution to add Airtas as a already integrated and ready to uh, off-the-shelf solution to uh, have a managed Wi-Fi. Yeah, so you want to be, you're, you're, uh, in, you're, your focus here is to be kind of agnostics on the, agnostic on the standard side yes. and not pick one horse over another, but yeah, it sounds like you're, you're yes. trying to hit all aspects of the market. And RDK is an interesting thing because, yeah. like you said, yeah, it was initially kind of more cable focused, but even that... Now Dutch you know, Telecom. I was going into right. the telco world. Right. Uh, I think there was a fixed wireless yes. activity going on. So, uh, yes, yeah, speaking of like fixed wireless, how does that just to your in your view is it just another type of broadband service provider that you can work with? Because yeah, once the signal gets into the home, yeah, it's all Wi-Fi anyway. Yes, exactly. I mean, fixed wireless is a growth area for us. Mm -hmm. It's. Uh, uh, there's uh, many operators. I mean, typically the telcos, when you say they always have a mobile division and they have uh, uh, mobile networks. And yep. with, especially with the help of 5G, with the 5G technology, fixed wireless access became a very viable way of providing broadband service uh, using the mobile network. And that is for us, in terms of technology, it's not much different than managing Wi-Fi of a broadband, uh, a fiber broadband or a DSL broadband. But we are seeing that there is really interesting opportunity for us to do even more advanced uh, diagnostics and optimization when both sides are wireless. Broadband is wireless and Wi-Fi is wireless. And uh, from an end user perspective, the user experience it, from an end user wants to have a good broadband experience. It, he wouldn't know if it is Wi-Fi or the fiber or the DSL or fixed wireless. But when both sides are wireless, the importance of managing this network or managing the uh, resources of this wireless radios is so critical to, to basically provide the most optimum uh, experience for the end users. So we are actually seeing ourselves expanding more into the fixed wireless management uh, just to give a better broadband experience to the end users. So we are very well um, uh, positioned there because we are managing Wi-Fi, we are in the gateway, we have the cloud system uh, monitoring and optimizing all the time, providing diagnostics. 
I think adding the fixed wireless capability is uh, is a natural next step for us to basically optimize the broadband experience for the uh, for the end users. In turn, gives uh, better capabilities to the service providers. Yeah, and I, I wanted to ask you a quick, quick question on uh, kind of the broader industry trend involving service providers of all types, right? Because for years, we've talked to Airtiz about service providers wanting to take more, uh, I don't know if control is the right word, but, you know, to kind of hand, take the, uh, the responsibility of the management mm -hmm. of the home network, you know, versus just the connection into the house. And yeah. in the past, you know, it would be up to the consumer to go buy an access point and, you know, good luck and hopefully it yeah. all works and, and so forth. But uh, it feels like, yeah, over the years, uh, more ISPs have kind of taken on the responsibility as an option, you know, to customers. Um, a lot of different types of cable uh, operators, broadband service providers are doing this and, and kind of making this an offer one way or the other, like a premium or just, yeah. you know, part of the baseline service, but are there still, from an opportuni uh, opportunity standpoint, are there still lots of operators out there that uh, have not taken this step yet? Uh, you know, is there still kind of a, a wide open market mm -hmm. left for you? What kind of runway do you see? Uh, from a, every operator tries to do something. Uh, some of them start, you know, with the the long-term solution where you have the smart software, you put, uh, you know, you put the cloud system in place, you have, you integrate your support systems and uh, customer management systems, all of them together. So you have a infrastructure that you will use for years to basically build upon. And you also have extenders that you can offer to, you know, the homes that are uh, larger and uh, needs more coverage. But some operators chose a simple solution. They tried to get Hardware. I mean, they basically went for hardware solutions. They, uh, they like they just off the shelf stuff. Off like, the hey, shelf extenders. Take and this plug. You try to plug and, it in, and good yeah. luck. Yeah. Uh, what we <laughs> see is uh, a lot of them did that. By the way, I mean, why should I get you know a full software integration? Right. Because so they, they basically went like not much friction on that, right? You just yeah. Hey, here's something to buy and make it available. Exactly. So yeah. that was like a similar to the end users going buying from retail, they were basically reselling pretty much the same thing. But what happened now is we are seeing more and more, they now realize that they cannot manage those systems. They put those mm. in place. Because they have no control. They have no control. They have no monitoring capabilities. They don't have any diagnostic capabilities. They don't know what's going it's on. It's just a blind spot. It's a blind spot. So yeah. it was a Band-Aid solution for the time being that they could offer something yeah. uh, without doing much. Uh, and it's expensive too. They, they basically, a lot of them even offered this uh, mesh kits where their Wi-Fi on the gateway is basically turned off and it's not doing anything. So it is, it's a wasted uh, investment. It's expensive yeah. to basically provide this overlay Wi-Fi without any management. And it's in the end turns around and you know causes more trouble well, the because if they... something goes wrong, they're still going to get that call. Exactly, and, you don't know and they're what's responsible going on. for it. So yeah, so it's like okay, you're you're in the business of giving them new devices, and exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, a little operationally yeah. ineffective. So yeah, giving more and more devices doesn't solve the problem. So you need to know exactly what's the problem and how do you solve it, and you need to have visibility. So I I see that there is now second tour of solutions happening. 
So the, they now realize that they need a proper Wi-Fi software solution, smart Wi-Fi solution. The hardware is not a is not a, a way to go anymore. So we are seeing more and more incoming uh, requests about uh, integrating smart Wi-Fi solution into their uh, full offering, uh, basically, rather than this band-aid solution that you go buy and sell uh, mesh mm -hmm. kits or extenders to, uh, from the market. Okay. Yeah. So there is a huge runway. Be just because of that, that. Yeah, so not just ones that uh, haven't done anything, but ones that did something, but maybe it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't the long-term solution long for them. <laughs> it was, yeah. like you said, the Band-Aid. Okay. Yeah. So rip off the Band-Aid and, yeah, yeah, get a proper way to the, the wound deal is still with it. there. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't heal. All right. Well, good. Um, now, I wanted to um, maybe just talk about the CES yeah. for a moment, right? Because we're here. So... Um, Obviously, you're having meetings, but um, any particular focus, you know, here at the show with respect to products or capabilities or features, uh, or is this about hey, let's connect with people and and kind of help them figure the path forward? I guess. I mean, of course, m meeting everyone in the same place is a, is quite uh, good for us. That uh, you know, today I had twelve meetings. And this is 11th mm. one. Uh, oh, you have one more after this. <laughs> yeah, I have one more yeah, after it's that. It's dark outside. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's a good, good, good opportunity to meet all the partners and customers. But uh, we are also demonstrating uh, the new technologies that we are developing and you know talking about uh, uh, what we are uh, going to do next. Uh, the the main thing is uh, you know we are trying to explain all service providers that they need a standards based solution. And this is what service providers are all about all those years, right? The standards base means no lock-in, no vendor lock-in, interoperability, uh, open to innovation, and you know, lots of things that's very important for service provider business, multi-chip, multi-hardware compatibility, all that. So we are now fully standards based and we are trying to uh, you know, show that as you know, that's the right way to go. And uh, during past year, as I said, we have deployed with several operators and now we are deploying with more uh, during this year. So this is what we are trying to explain and show our uh, standards-based solution. In terms of the new technology and the new applications we are bringing in, uh, we are going more and more towards, I mean, we used to have a Wi-Fi optimization software that looks at a Wi-Fi network as a single uh, resource and try to optimize the resources of that uh, network as a whole. But what we are seeing is now the user experience going towards the device, the, the handheld device or the, uh, the, the computer or the telephone that the user is using. And even that is not enough. We are going all the way to the application experience. When the user calls, they call about my YouTube doesn't work or my yeah, Netflix, Netflix is, is freezing all the time. Right. So the management or optimization is going more, more granular all the way down to the application quality of experience uh, management. So this is what we are demonstrating here. We have a, a new feature called um, application press. We are detecting at any time and at any device an application, uh, start of an application. We are looking at that stream going to that application and we're prioritizing that application if this is what the user wants. Like gaming. In gaming yeah. or video streaming or video conferencing. They, uh, uh, they, all, they can all start from different devices at different times. When the user says that I want my Teams call 
prioritize on my work laptop, the network recognizes all that, recognizes the Teams call starting from that specific laptop and prioritizes that stream. So as the user, you're able to set up the policy yourself? Yes. There are default policies in there that user can say that I want to have a work policy. Work policy means we prioritize work applications, not a gaming application or uh, not a Yeah, so my son doesn't mess up my team's call. Yeah, Yeah. I can mess up his game, but yeah, he can't. Do the do the opposite to me. Okay. So so the the management and the optimization goes more towards uh, application experience now. So this is mm-hmm. what we are demonstrating here that application specific quality of service how, management. How far along are you with that in terms of productizing it? Um, it's like end of the end of this month. It's ready. It's oh, available okay. for deployment. So of mm-hmm. course we will integrate into the gateways and the networks of the operators themselves. But the, from a product perspective, it's ready at, at the end of this month. Another point is, uh, as you know, Wi-Fi 7 is uh, around the corner. Uh, there is already chip solutions out there, and uh, standard is not finished yet, but there will be com- the, the hardware solutions which will be able to uh, you know, uh, certify it by the standard. So uh, we are demonstrating here that we have integrated our software management solution on, the, on a Wi-Fi 7 system already. Uh, wow. the, the, uh, the network management or the uh, Wi-Fi management or when there is new standards come out becomes even more important because there's new capabilities that uh, you can utilize. Even if there's a new standard, you still have older standards uh, devices in the network. So the smart management of those capabilities becomes even more important. So uh, we have demonstrated here a Wi-Fi 7 uh, smart Wi-Fi system already working. Thanks to EasyMesh, it was much easier this time to port into a totally new chip, new wireless software. Uh, it was done in a very short time. Now, what do you think Wi-Fi 7 is going to mean for service providers? Because, you know, I know it's more capacity, it's yeah. low latency, but, yeah, if I'm, I'm an operator, what excites me the most about using Wi-Fi 7? Uh, Wi-Fi 7, uh, of course, there is speed always. There is a new generation Wi-Fi, the speed goes up. Uh, But the real revolutionary uh, feature in Wi-Fi 7 is reliability-related. It's called this multi-link operation. So we will see uh, when Wi-Fi 7 devices come out, they will have multiple band, uh, simultaneous multiple band capabilities. So uh, multi-link operation means that uh, your phone, for example, connects to your wireless network both at 2.4 and 5 gigahertz at the same time or 5 and 6 gigahertz, Wi-Fi 7 is across 2.4, 5 and 6 gigahertz band, so it's actually um, you know, uh, it's a uniform uh, standard. But uh, clients' devices will be capable of doing, making multiple connections simultaneously, and Wi-Fi 7 allows that multiple connections to be aggregated. Uh, the traffic can be aggregated in both of those links, and that gives, uh, in general, the speed is more, but the real advantages the reliability. If one link goes wrong, you still have the other link working. So the aggregation of this capacity and aggregation of the, uh, the quality of experience of both links in the end results in a much better user experience from Wi-Fi. Uh, so that's, that's actually the main benefit, better reliability uh, over Wi-Fi links. Uh, so uh, I think um, uh, Wi-Fi 7 will be, you know, we, we want to go towards a a world where when you connect to Wi-Fi, you don't have to worry about 
any Wi-Fi quality or any interruption anymore. It should work all the time and it should be re as reliable as possible. Okay. And what um, what does the, uh, the emergence of Wi-Fi 7 mean for Wi-Fi 6E, mm -hmm. in your opinion? Um, does that mean Wi-Fi 6E is going to have kind of a limited runway or lifespan or is it kind of a just kind of a stepping stone toward Wi-Fi 7 and, and that's where everything's going to end up going? Uh, Wi-Fi 6E already in the market. Uh, we have mm -hmm. already deployed with uh, several service providers. Uh, Wi-Fi 6E actually was the first Wi-Fi standard that works at 6 gigahertz. And that's because of Wi-Fi 6E. I think all the, um, uh, this, um, uh, how do you call them, FCC or uh, ETC, the, the, uh, the regulatory bodies, they moved on uh, basically allowing usage of 6 gigahertz. So that was the first time the 6 gigahertz is used. And uh, a lot of operators uh, introduced Wi-Fi 6E uh, gateways. But once Wi-Fi 7 is available, I don't think there will be any more Wi-Fi 6E uh, projects in the market. Maybe kind of like they, cap and move they on. Will, they will yeah. move on to Wi-Fi 7. So Wi-Fi 6E products already in the field, they will stay. All the new projects will continue with Wi-Fi 7. But Wi-Fi, if there was no Wi-Fi 6E, we would not have 6E girls now. Wi-Fi 6E was mm. the one that really opened the way for uh, 6 gigahertz uh, technologies. Wi-Fi 6 is the same as Wi-Fi 6, just the 6 gigahertz part of it. But Wi-Fi 7 basically is a, is a uh, unified standard now. It works both 2.4, 5, and 6 gigahertz. And, and that's now, the of course, uh, naturally that one, when this is available, uh, the new gateways or new designs will be Wi-Fi 7. There won't be any need to go to Wi-Fi 6E. Okay. Well, a lot going on in the world of Wi-Fi as always, but I think that's where we're going to leave it today. So again, thanks a lot for connecting with me here at uh, CES and hope the rest of the show goes well for you. And, and you'll have more than 12 meetings tomorrow? Uh, I think so. Okay. <laughs> Probably more. All right. All right. Thank you very much. Sure thing. Thanks.